Existing only me. Go head ahead with my enemies. Welcome back, everybody. Yo. I am Father Justin Wall. I'm Father Josh Wall. We are the Sons of Thunder. It's time. Yeah. It's time for Straight Talk with the Brothers. All right, everybody. I want you to get on Facebook. I want you to pick up your phone and dial one eight seven 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 nine five. 0122 1877950122 uh you can either call in a question you can get on facebook and uh you know whatever it is tweet in a question write in a question we're happy to answer anything that you want to talk about today uh no matter what that question is so we've got three priests on we're joined with father dominic bauk the chaplain of uh, St. Mary's here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Welcome, Chaplain. Thank you for having me, Son of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're really looking forward to this segment, though. We've got a lot of different things we want to talk about. And right before uh, we came back for the break, us three were sitting here having a really good conversation about Kanye West. I think that might be the first time I've ever pronounced the gentleman's name right. But uh, what a driving force, guys, he is right now, not only in the African-American community, but... I can say personally, as, as a Catholic priest, even though he's not Catholic, I have been uh, nothing short of inspired um, by where he's coming from. And so, especially in this time that we're living in, in which there is, I was just preaching about this this morning, there is a tremendous amount of political, civil, and just, you know, day-to-day unrest that we're seeing on TV, including in the church. You know, I mean, we the, 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 the lines in many cases have been sort of drawn in the sand and People don't know whether they're coming or going in a lot of in a lot of particular you know uh, conversations that are presently happening across the globe within the Catholic Church, and yet at the same time we have all this. It's like it's almost as if God's you know rattling the heavens and the earth again, and what's being shaken out of it are are slowly but surely these new movements. I know just being here today, and uh, and 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 being here to, present at this event. I mean, we just put a 12-foot statue gilded in gold on the most beautiful chapel in any high school in the upper Midwest. Um, it might even be argued it's going to be one of the most nicest chapels in, in the country. And seeing a 1,000-plus kids, everybody knows their prayers. Everybody's praying the rosary. Everybody's excited about this religious event. We've got seniors heading off to college next year. We've got first graders and kindergartners here that will be seniors 12 years from now. Uh, that are all on this religious trajectory, at least in this particular area, and I don't think it's limited to this area, but the fact of the matter is uh, that this is the new and upcoming Catholic Church that we're seeing right before our eyes, and it is not the unstable environment that we're living in in which we see in us adults, right? So even as we're coming by, we've got kids like waving to us, uh, you know, and all these kids are, are devout Christian normal people. Hey kids, how you doing? So, <laughs> so anyway, it's it's happening here. It's Conway West. It's all of these little lights in the darkness that I think are beginning to pop up, uh, and 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 start. The, you know, the Jesus is really beginning to surface the true narrative, not the fake news, the real news of the gospel, and and what is actually been happening uh, in the culture. And that's what Kanye is doing. Yeah. So I was sitting in my class the other day and. Uh, I had heard that Kanye West had released this album, but I kind of I have this allergy in general to celebrity culture, especially when it's something like you're supposed to kind of model your life on the way that they or when they when they act like activists or whatever. So like, okay, this is kind of one of those things. So I like ignored it, but then people kept saying, "Hey, you heard this new album?" I was like, "Nah, whatever." 
And then, like, in class, they were, the kids were really hammering. They're like, you got to listen to this. It's so good. The music's good. The lyrics are good. I was like, okay, okay. So I, I listened to it. I couldn't believe it. Like, the lyrics are really good. Some of them are difficult to understand. What he's talking about. <laughs> That's just <laughs> rapping. Right, I know. But he has, like, the, the, the title of the album is Jesus is King. And just to have that out there, it was the number one album. when it, uh, I guess someone just told me it resurfaced back at number one. The number one album in our country on the Billboard Hot 100 chart is Jesus, Jesus is, is King. King. <laughs> it's incredible. What are the odds? <laughs> N- not only is it like usually something completely contrary to our faith and morals, <coughs> at, at the best it would be like a neutral, but to, be, to have a, an album proclaiming that Jesus is King. So I couldn't believe it. So I watched a couple, like he did an interview on The Late Show with James Corden. Uh, and uh, on his airplane with his gospel. That's the coolest thing, too. So I, sh- I showed the students, too, as I was get- I got into this. <laughs> he- if you look at an old video like Gold Digger or something, you know, back when he was just kind of promoting himself, it's like you watch that video, it's just kind of sad. You see a guy who's trying to, like, say, I'm the best, I'm the best, but it's just him there, right? Yep. He, d- he never smiles. Uh, and then I watched this interview with his his gospel choir and he like is grinning the whole time you know the tough guy persona is melted away but it's an image of of our our lives when we think like you know we're going out we're gonna go live our faith and we can kind of feel isolated that's false like we sin isolates us living a life of faith unites us to the if if no one else even if on earth we sometimes feel like we're standing alone the communion of saints surrounds us and so you see this so powerfully with this gospel choir and it's just like automatically fun to be on that uh, on that plane with him with his gospel choir it would just been like an enjoyable time and that's the lie is you think the stuff like drug sex rock and roll that's what i'm gonna have fun but that isolates you and makes you unhappy as and you think worshiping jesus is gonna be boring but then you actually live that life, and you realize, oh my gosh, I can't believe I lived that life before. And I think that's what he's coming to realize is like, well, that's what the dude's saying. Well, and especially know? at the height that he's living, right? When you, I mean, the contrast of those two lifestyles, yeah. is like night and day. The man. best is too. The guy's got three billion, a three billion dollar company, right? That's what he was saying the other day. He's like, you know, I'm a serious man. He's like, I built a three billion dollar company. So on one end, it's like you know the devil's driving this whole thing forward. He's you know builds up all of this rap empire, right. you know, three billion bucks. And then Jesus has, you know, dumps all of this grace into this guy's life. He has an authentic conversion. And now so he's like on fire with the love of the Lord with $3 billion marching forward in the name of the gospel. Right. And I think I think he is a little bit uh, 21st century example. I'm always fascinated reading like St. Paul's letters and trying to figure out like what he would be like if he was walking around. And I think <laughs> that's kind of what Kanye is a little bit. He's like St. Paul, you know, he talks about. I'm zealous, right? St. Paul's nothing if not a zealous guy. He used to be zealous for, you know, killing Christians. Then he became zealous for promoting the gospel. But I think Kanye, you know, he even said this, like, I was cocky and arrogant, you know, promoting myself. I'm still cocky and arrogant, <laughs> but I'm doing it uh, to promote God. And in, in a sense, that's what it takes, especially in the media world as a celebrity. You have to have that kind of, like, thick skin and kind of just be like that, the I don't care what you think about me attitude uh, to, to live a Christian life. It's so weird. Well, and I think, I think we're seeing that on multiple levels. And so, real quickly, everybody, one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or Facebook in 
you're listening right now, and even if you just want to make a comment, you know, you can just put anonymous or your name or whatever it might be, and we'll read that comment. It doesn't even need to be on topic. I, I, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, you've got to be interested in it and, and saying to yourself, yeah, I'm seeing this in the culture as well. And I, I think Father Balk makes a really good point. You've got to have that thick skin. Now, this may not resonate with people, and I'm not speaking on behalf of the Catholic Church. This is my opinion. But I think Donald Trump's rhetoric with the culture is coming from this exact same place. And if you just give me a chance, because like, a lot of people are angry about this in which they're like, well, he's so crass or he makes these. And I'm not going to disagree with that. But to a certain extent, the only way to dialogue with this culture right now is to beat down from the top. And that's what even the Christian, to a certain extent, folks, we got to get out there. And we, I, I'm not taking it anymore. You know, so if you're going to say something against Christ or you're going to run your mouth about immoral stuff, I mean, how many times do we have... You know, somebody making a dirty joke or using God's name in vain or saying something that they shouldn't be saying. And we're like, well, you know, we don't want to really put our, you know, Christian presence in there versus be like, what? You know, I would have really appreciated if you didn't cuss with God's name. I am totally offended by that. That's a Donald Trump. That's a Conway. Yes. That's a lot of others right now that are coming out. And people, ironically, when you do that, immediately back down. They might get angry with you in that moment. And you might be seen as, you know, well, that was rude. Well, you know what's the real rude is using the Lord's name in vain or talking about this smut that you're talking about or whatever it might be. And the sooner that Christians say, you know what, we're not going to take that any longer. And yeah, in the name of Christ, I'm going to push back and I might be a little bit rude, but I'm not going to let his name get trampled on. That's such a good point with the, you know, the, the silent kind of majority type thing. That's what I preach about on the Sunday of just, you know, Jesus is king, Christ the king. And we're by by his grace you know members of that kingdom and you think like that would be the most important thing of our life therefore and like we would talk about that but we've been so browbeat in our culture that we can't like to to have any sort of public manifestation of your christian faith is is offensive, offensive. Yeah, exactly. and it's it's so we hide we hide but there's so many and I, one of the, my favorite things about this Kanye West album which you've mispronounced every time since you pronounced it correctly <laughs> Kangwei, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is it shows this album is number one in the country. There are people out there who believe in Jesus. They, they're they're still out there in 2019. They're still out there. I'm one of them. Okay, at least there's one. I assume you guys still believe in Jesus. Okay, there's three here. We have a radio station. I mean, we get this idea that it's impolite. You hear that phrase, right? It's impolite to talk about religion. No, it's not. It's it's impolite to say you have to be a Christian, otherwise you're a loser. Okay, don't say that. But we can talk about our faith in Jesus Christ. Why have we accepted in this country uh, the fact that we can't have any public faith? That's not what the Founding Fathers uh, talked about. George, Wa George Washington, we're celebrating Thanksgiving this week. George Washington started that holiday. Thanksgiving. To whom? The sky? The trees? <laughs> right. Christ? <the> God! <laughs> <laughs> to God. And you read it. It's a religious text. Abraham Lincoln, he... Uh, Made made Thanksgiving a federal holiday every year. He mandated it as a federal holiday. If you read his his proclamation for that, it's all about God. He's like, we're struggling in our country right now because we've turned our back on God. We were just reading Father Nelson and I up in Minot as the president of Bishop Ryan. We were just reading Pope Pi Saint Pius the Twelfth. Uh, it was some I don't know if it was an encyclical or just a document he released on the feast of Christ the King. And, I mean, the directness of this man, he was like, no, we believe that all cultures of the earth, all uh, governments should be subservient to the empire of Christ. You know, and I'm like, 
where did we get yeah. off, you know, this path? Now it's like, well, no, you know, we're all equal and playing. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Jesus Christ is God and every other religion, every other government, any other entity whatsoever needs to be subservient to his empire. Right. And he, we, we hear about, you know, they call him the king of the universe in the prayers for that day, right? I it's love that. that. King Jesus of Christ, the universe. The king of the universe. But he's not only king of like everything, he's <coughs> king of each thing, like each detail of our lives he his sovereign power over he should anyway yep he's to be in every aspect of every life on on earth which includes politics <laughs> sports sleeping i mean it, we think every thought right. every feeling but the only place he doesn't have kingship is in your heart right that's the that's the the dividing line right where you can either choose it or not yeah, you have right. to will it <clears throat> now, everything now, else he reigns over but, but right. here's the thing the, the lie in the culture in. the lie in the culture right now is well if you do that you're going to be miserable yes versus when you see the lord get his way it is always an expansion of life happiness there may be suffering along the way but you got suffering coming at you regardless in the world that we live in uh 18777950122 18777950122 or you can facebook on in we got a comment on Facebook from Rebecca. She says, you three priests rock. rock. <laughs> I, I don't know Rebecca, but I like her a lot. She's super smart. You got to get that message out, Rebecca. Thank you for your comment, and thank you for your prayers. We're all in this together, furthering the empire of our Lord, bringing you the good news, I, not the fake news. I got to say that. I just was looking up lyrics to this this new. They're, they're really amazing. Like, amazing. Closed on Sunday. Listen to this lyric. Raise your sons, train them in the faith. Through temptations, make sure they're wide awake. Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture. We nobody's that's my favorite slave. Line. I rap we're, that for the high school. We're nobody's slave. slave. And that's what this guy is talking about. He's bringing out the truth of things like abortion in the African-American community. You know, I mean, it, it, it was just the comment last night. We were watching the yeah, news. Yeah, that was unbelievable. This, this, this African-American panel, the one guy, what did he say? He said, he, he was, they were talking about abortion. He said, he's like, if we want to change the culture, then the black community can do that. But we've killed our whole army. We killed 47 million, whatever it 48%. was. 48%. 48% of our people are dead because of abortion. He's like, if that's our army. So, so when, you want to take over the culture, that's our culture. Right, when you get that type of true narrative out there and everybody's like, what the heck, how did this happen? Well, it happened because Planned Parenthood was started by Margaret Singer, who was a racist. And they're still racist, and it's about eugenics. Which he even said, he's like, she started Planned Parenthood to wipe us out. Right, and that needs to get out there. We got a question coming in from Shauna on Facebook. When I have been working with the teens that I do, I am hearing more and more about there is no gender or that I shouldn't assume someone's gender. What is the best way to talk to them about this subject when there are so many misconceptions? Okay, this is a, <clears throat> a really great question, Shauna. I want to go back to early 2000, uh, late 90s. I was uh, pre-nursing prior, long before I was in seminary, uh, and I was at NDSU, and I had to take an elective. Um, anyway, I ended up somehow in this women's studies class. <laughs> Which was just fine, but nonetheless, this teacher was like, you can't really use the word sex to identify male and female. We're now moving to the word gender. Oh, you're old. I, well, I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, what the heck? What are you talking about? And, you know, I kind of wrote it off as stupidity. Twenty-some years later, right, or almost 20 years later, 
Nobody is using sex to define, you know, male or female. Now it's all moved to gender because that was where they were going. So we want to start, I think, Shauna, where you want to start is when, well, all three of us have been, Dominic, Father Dominic is presently a chaplain. We've all been chaplains and worked with kids is that kids are not stupid and they will buy into the cultural narrative, and that's why I can't say to parents enough out there, you need to have your kids in Catholic school because uh, you know an hour a week of CCD is a joke. They are getting bombarded with uh, you know uh, all of this stuff through the media. If, you're, if you don't have a Catholic school, you need to be teaching overtime in your home and having really tough discussions uh, because there, they are, there is a cultural... There's the culture of death and the demonic that wants the souls of your children. And that's why they're filled with this. But this is an easy one. Are you, based upon your genetic sexual code, a man or a woman? I'm a man or a okay. You can't change that. God has it written into the scientific DNA. And so if they're, and this is what I think we need to start talking about. And this is going to be terribly politically incorrect. If you are a man or a woman that feels that you are of a different sex, forget about using the word gender. It's garbage. Then there is something psychologically wrong with you. And I don't mean that to be discriminatory. I mean that to say you have a psychological illness that we need to get you help with. Right? If I, if I all of a sudden, how about we, we shift it out of uh, uh, the sexual dynamic and I say, I feel as though I was born an Asian. No, they, they actually have, there's, there's a psychological terminology. There's this thing called body identification disorder. And they get actually to the point where a person will say, so he looks at his hand, he's like, this is not my hand. This is somebody else's hand. This is a, it's a real disorder. And he goes to the doctor and he says, you need to chop off this hand because it's not mine. I, I can't and the, take it anymore. The doctor right? can't do it or mm-hmm. it's malpractice. But, but if, a guy, if a guy comes in and says, I need to be mutilated so I can become a woman, everybody cheers it on. Because right now we are so sexually dysfunctional. Once we redefined uh, marriage between a man and a woman... Everything is open. That's Pandora's box. But all of these other things are psychological, sexual deviations, and that's what we got to be telling kids. The way God made things, man, woman, male, female, and that's the only way it is, and that is the most scientific truth that exists. You don't have reproduction without uh, male and female procreation. <coughs> Everything else is impossible, so obviously that's what it was made for. And secondly, in the genetic code, you are either male or female. And Science, I yo. I don't know how more scientific we can get. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Shauna, for that comment. I have to run. I have to go to a uh, young clergy. You guys remember those young clergy like, workshops? Well, let's say hi to Monsignor Patch. I will. Thank you for having I hope to be invited back again. Absolutely. Absolutely. All, right. All right. Love to have you. Thank you, Sons of Thunder. You're <laughs> on uh, Straight Talk with the, the Brothers. one 877 we got about nine minutes left. We, we want to hear Pam. everybody out there, and we are having just magnificent discussion here this morning. Like I said, we don't beat around the bush, everybody. We may not be politically correct, but we're going to bring you the truth of the gospel and the truth of church teaching and you know what if the culture doesn't like it we don't it's care. straight talk we're going to give it to you it's straight we're, gonna we're give not going to be around the bush straight we comment got from pam comment from pam she said i'll give a plug for church pop which i received daily in my emails a couple days ago they featured kim kardashian's 
baptism with her children, and I believe her and Kanye are both in a beautiful journey. We need to hold them up in prayer. Even though I've never seen a single Kardashian TV show, I have chosen to add them to my daily rosary, and she graduated from St. Mary's Central High School in 79. You know, I was thinking about... No Saints, all right, Pam, 1995, right here. 98, (laughs) 98, 98, 98, 98. Anyway, I was thinking about this, you know, it's, it's not just Kanye, I mean, you have the... When Kanye goes through his conversion, you're bringing the Kardashians. I don't know if you're bringing them with. Well, no, he was but talking. Holy about, cow! Is that another like in? He was talking about his relationship. I, I've been. If, if you haven't seen the skits with this guy, you got to get on YouTube and just look up like his proclamation of the truth. And it's not even like he's Bible beaten. He's just talking about the reality of it. And he says, you know, before I came to know Christ, he was like, I thought like. As a rapper, I needed to have my wife out there, and I needed to have her, you know, sort of, uh, you know, on display, if you will, and all of this sort of immorality. He's like, that is not what you need to be doing in your marriage. Subsequently, after that, he comes out and starts talking about the evils of pornography and how this is bad for society. I mean, the guy is nailing it on every possible level, even to the point but, where he was talking about politics, and he's like, you know, we don't need to be enslaved to any party. He's like, just because I'm an African-American does not mean that I need to vote for one party or another. He's like, I'm a free-thinking individual. Well, the other thing, too, is the, but this is what happens, folks, when Jesus gets into the heart of an individual. It's awesome. <clears throat> it's awesome in the sense of, like, they start speaking truth. You know, like when it, it's it's so funny when you know if you look at Pilate and Jesus, right? And he says, "All who know the truth, hear my voice." Exactly. And what does Pilate say? What is truth? Because he right? can't hear him because he's <clears throat> bound up in a pagan culture at that. Exactly. Point. But when Christ breaks through and the truth breaks through into a man or a woman's heart, this is what happens. They get they get emboldened by the gift of the Holy Spirit. They go after everything that they've been doing because they realize it's wrong, and they try to undo it. And this guy just has a platform that is so huge <laughs> right now that this is just, this could start a whole movement. Versus the multi-millions of other souls right now. One thing that really sort of freaks me out as a priest is the amount of people that I end up talking to that they're like, well, that's, you know, really rude of you or whatever it might be, or man, you're off there, father, and you shouldn't be speaking like that. And all we're doing is talking about what the church actually teaches, but it's conflicting with the culture. Now, on the other end, the devil is the most limiting uh, entity out there. And also the, the will put up with no opposition. We've been talking about this in this in this culture that is so hypersensitive. The reason why is because he's losing power, so there is no dialogue anymore because once we get into the dialogue, then the truth emerges and people begin to get converted. And so they have to shut it down immediately with this resistance of intolerance. And even though they're the ones who are preaching tolerance, at the end of the day, they are the most intolerant people. But when you can't hear the voice of Christ because the evil one is inside of you and limiting, shutting your eyes, shutting your ears so you cannot be converted, that's the, I mean, that scares me. You know, and you can see it in folks. And it's like, man, you don't even know what you're living. This is what, and this is what Jesus is talking about when he says those. I've always, I thought about this for years when he says those who have ears ought to hear. I was like, what is he talking about? But this is it. Like, we all have the ability to hear truth. And right now the culture just doesn't want to hear it. And that's why there's such a violence against it when it's spoken about. There was a violence against worse, him. Right, exactly. And it's, why is that? Because the reason they hated Jesus was because he reminded them by his goodness that they weren't that good. 
And so they just, you know, and this happens in our own life. The Lord starts speaking to us, and we can either silence that voice by killing it, right, which is our conscience, or we can listen to it. That's what you have to, that's the difference. If you want to, and, and those who say, if you hear, if you have ears, you ought to hear, you you got to hear the truth. And once the truth is in you, everything changes. And so you, might be, th- you might be thinking to yourself, like, okay, how do I do that? I got one word for you, confession. If you just start going to confession, if you feel far from the Lord, or maybe some of these ideological principles are in you, the fact of the matter is, if you just go to confession on a regular basis, in your humility of opening your heart on that level of depth, Jesus gets deep down inside of you, purifies the conscience, and begins to fill you with truth. And in the culture that we're living in right now, I cannot say enough about the sacrament of reconciliation, because the fact of the matter is, it is the, that in the Holy Eucharist is the one major defense that we have against the ideological, intolerant garbage of the demonic that has, like an ocean, filled the United States of America and permeates our universities, our politics, all of this stuff. This, this isn't a political war. This isn't an ideological war. Everyone, this is a war for souls. Simply put, this is a spiritual war against the demonic and Jesus Christ, and we are fighting for the heart of the Catholic Church, the heart of this nation, and frankly, the heart of the whole world. I just, yeah, and I mean, above all, if, you, if, you, if you're looking at this from the, from the exterior, you're going to start to see more and more and more of this stuff. I, I can almost guarantee it. I think Kanye's stuff in Hollywood is going to start things that we've never even dreamed could, possi- could possibly happen, and you're going to see more and more conversions. And here's the, here's the reality, folks. This stuff is happening every day. Now this, you know, we, we're bringing this up because it's such a major, you know, figure within the, the, the public scene, but it's happening every single day. It's happening here at this high school when kids are getting, their conversions are happening left and right. I think there's a groundswell going on right now that nobody sees because the devil's blocking it, but it is all of a sudden the whole thing is going to turn. And, and last night you were talking when we were sitting, we were getting the show ready, and you remember you said, you're like, I think that the devil is, knows he's losing and his time is getting short, and that's why it's getting more more violent because he's trying to hold at bay this incredible tidal wave of grace that is about to be unleashed onto this country onto every christian soul if they're if they're open to it exactly and so everyone be hopeful get the word out don't be afraid to be a christian and if you got to get tough we need some bold tough proclamations out there in which we're we, we you know you look you look the demonic in the face and you say you're not going to pass. Enough. You're not coming into my you family. You shall not pass. Right. You're not coming into my family. You're not coming into my home. You're not coming into my soul because I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Savior, and dang it, I'm going to save as many souls as possible. And that's a wrap on Straight Talk with the Brothers. Coming up next, we'll get to the heart of Thanksgiving with Monica Herman, the Executive Director of the Catholic Foundation of Southern Minnesota. And later, we'll sit down with Gerald Vetter, President of Light of Christ, on all the good things that are happening at the Light of Christ schools. We're broadcasting live right now. From the unveiling of the Blessed Mother statue at St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck, North Dakota, I am Father Josh Waltz. And I'm Father Justin Waltz. And we are the the Sons of Thunder. We'll see you after the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 